0: Hi, and welcome to Women's CEO and Reflection. I'm your host, Marisa Jones, and I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Haley. Today's guest is the founder and CEO of iLevelUp Consulting based in upstate South Carolina, Dr. Mary Canty Merrill. She's a psychologist, mental health advocate, and grief guide. Having reinvented herself after numerous challenges, she is no stranger to trauma, grief, and loss, and is a force to be reckoned with. Dr. Merrill compels audiences to take control of and enhance the quality of their own lives by tapping into their latent potential and redirecting their innate power to transcend adversity. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mary. Thank you so much, Marisa. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So uh, I'm really excited to have you here. You and I have had a conversation um, about, you know, Kind of your uh, how you started your business and your path to getting there, and and also some some other uh, struggles along the way. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what you do and and um, what what was the driving point for you to um, to get into the, the consulting business?
1: Well, I am. I guess I'll start with the driving point. First and foremost is that I have always been fascinated with psychology and which was happened to be my favorite course in my undergrad and so although I did not major in psychology in undergrad I did major in psychology in uh, for my doctoral uh, program industrial and organizational specialization and I, I just one of the reasons that I selected that particular field is because I've always been fascinated by the human mind and why humans do what they do. And so because of the struggles that I've gone through, um, numerous struggles uh, from my 20s all the way up to, to now, and I it has put me in a place where I feel like I can speak and interact with people from a heart perspective as opposed to just from intellect or from an academic standpoint. So right now my focus is on, um, as an IO psychologist, I work with organizations, I work with individuals um, in terms of anything that is going to enhance organizational functioning And that might even take the form of leadership, development, executive transition, team development, human resources, management and administration. And of course, I also am a mental health advocate simply because I'm in the mental health field and I can identify with various kinds of mental health conditions, primarily um, depression. Uh, which is something I've struggled with since early in life. I think the first time I remember ever being depressed was when I was 13. And uh, that was for numerous kinds of reasons, which I won't get into because I know we have time constraints. But I actually have, it it has, I did not realize that I've done the, the work that I'm doing right now. I've done in corporate for like, over 22 years. And then I worked in the public sector for another eight years or so. And so I am really feeling that I did not know, I always thought my, my uh, passion, or my calling, if you will, was to work in human resources and consulting, which it is, but I did not have that Totally nailed down into a specific niche. And in the past five years, I have uh, experienced tremendous loss. Um, You know, I lost my nephew, I lost my husband, I lost my father, my mother, um, an aunt who was like a mother, several cousins who were like siblings. A, and a brother-in-law. and all of that came about i I would imagine the way I feel and or see, see this thing is that I was sitting down uh, one day, I guess this was back in twenty fifteen or so, and I was thinking I was reading an article about trauma, grief, and loss. And I said, you know, uh, that that sounds like such a fascinating feel, and I think I'm going to to focus on that i'd like to explore that more well i had no idea that i was speaking into existence trauma grief and loss and specifically in terms of me going through and experiencing all of these close family deaths and you know it's just like within a year I, all of these deaths have come so within a 5 year period i've had compounded losses especially in terms of primary losses related to family. And then of course, with primary losses come secondary losses. And I've had to just kind of work through that. And I'm still working through those things. Now, in terms of my business, I had a business business with my husband uh, when I uh, lived in Colorado. And before he passed away and... After he passed away, I actually dissolved the business. My mother talked me into moving back to upstate South Carolina. I'd been gone for 30 years and you know she was getting up in age, and so I did I just it took me a while, but I finally got back here. So I dissolved the, the business that I had and then I uh, launched i Level of Consulting. And literally when right be- as I launched my business and relocated here, COVID, came on the scene. So everything I've done thus far, you know, for the past couple of years or so has been online. Now, in terms of pivoting, I did pivot a bit, but I, because I worked um, as an adjunct uh, psychologist and professor and all of this stuff, I was very accustomed to online communications and distance learning and education and what have you. So I did not have to do a lot of pivoting in that regard. I think the pivoting for me for the most part has just been trying to, uh, to, to wrap my head around just being in, indoors, in, in clothes without going out to meetings or going out to places without uh, some mask or what have you, or, or even n- not traveling because I traveled about 85, 90% of the time. And all of that went away with COVID. And so I still haven't gotten the nerve to get up yet to, to get back out on the road. But that has been probably the, 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 the most significant thing for me is having to deal with the fallout from COVID. As, as, while simultaneously grieving, I just um, laid my mother to rest about five months ago. So that has been a very difficult um, undertaking or uh, experience that I've gone through. So long story, long story short, that's kind of what brought me to, to this point, if you will. You know, and that's the challenge of something like COVID and getting a business started and then figuring out how to reorganize where that business goes and then we go back to semi-normal again and what to do next where everything that you strategized during COVID where hey lots of virtual stuff to now not as much virtual stuff it's a it's a difficult pivoting back and forth even maybe Mm -hmm. a third time exactly go ahead I'm sorry well, there's so,
0: there's so many of us who went from the Quipper Worlds to starting their own business and then COVID hitting and and having to make that major transition, um, and, and which is difficult as it is. But then you also had some, some personal traumas, um, you know, while you were on your journey. What is it that you are, what is around your purpose with your business? What is it that you want to because you have this this you know this drive and you and you, you're not wanting to give up right and you're continuing with your business what is it that you that you've learned about yourself in this grieving process and and the trauma you've experienced that you want to teach others
1: well the biggest thing that i've learned about myself is that i am a lot stronger than i thought as well as a lot more resilient than i thought And I've always, uh, you know, whenever I've gone through something, I've, it has taken me to a place of doing something else. For example, if I went through a tough period, I'm like, I'm going back to school and I didn't have to deal with it. That's how I didn't want to deal with, with issues. So with The losses I've had, I've actually have been forced to deal with them simply because, you know, we've with the pandemic. It's only so much running we can do, and then after a while, you just get tired of running from yourself. Because wherever I go, there I am, and wherever I go, there the grief is that I've not dealt with. So, in dealing with that, um, one of the things I've learned, particularly as a psychologist, is that there's a stigma in this society against grief. It surrounds grief. And people think that, you know, it's once the person is buried, okay, three days later, it's time for you to get back to work. Time for you for everything to go back to normal. Funeral is over, get back to work. Well, I decided to, when my husband passed away, I actually grieved publicly. So with my followers on Facebook, I actually went through the whole process of grief and checked in with folks on a, just about a daily basis to let people know, hey, it is okay to grieve. There's no shame in grieving. And my reason for doing this is that I want people to be able to embrace grief, recognizing that grief is a natural occurrence. It's a natural result of loss, any type of loss and i do not want people to feel like there's shame in grieving or it's something that they have to hide because if we don't deal with it there's there's just no way to heal from from the grief now one thing about the grief uh, about grief is that we never we never overcome grief we endure it it's a part of the a natural part of the life cycle. And it doesn't go away. And the degree to which we love, that is the degree and the amount of grief that we endure. And I really want people to be able to, to grasp that concept of it is okay to feel and then deal with whatever your grief in order for you to heal from that. And that's what I work with with my clients on. And it's not just in building their capacity, but it's building their capacity and their ability to be able to reshape their lives after a significant loss, as well as to be able to help other people to do the same thing. So it's driving social change as well as personal change. You know, it's
0: interesting you say that, uh, having that conversation and it's okay to grieve, um, I remember years ago I, I had several miscarriages and I was um, with the therapist. And uh, I was so frustrated because people would say the same things over and over again, like, it's okay, you can try again or you know it's not meant to be. And it was all this like superficial stuff. And I you know my ther- and I would get so angry because no one really wanted to talk about how I was feeling. Everyone just wanted to change the subject. And, um, my therapist said to me, they're like, she said, they just say that that to make themselves feel better because they don't know how to have a conversation around grief. And that always stayed with me because now when I am with someone who has experienced grief, I try to talk to them about it. I try to ask them, you know, you know, how are you doing? What are you doing? You know, just the day-to-day stuff that someone might ask, like, how, or what are you doing with the, you know, with their clothes? How are you mem- uh, mem- um, memorializing them? How are you keeping their memories alive? Like things like that, that they want to talk about, right? Someone wants to talk about, but they don't have an outlet to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and, and another thing is just that people have issues with grief a lot of times because it forces them to face their own mortality, and uh, in general, p- folks are, uh, you know, everybody wants to have a great hereafter, but nobody wants to die. And that nobody wants to even think about dying. And we, we talk about grief, but I do want people to know in terms of grief and loss is that loss is not just relegated to a close family member. Loss can be anything that impacts us emotionally, emotionally physically, psychologically, spiritually, and it comes in so many different ways. And so that is one of the things, It for me, it just so happened to be the losses that I encountered were compounded, were family relationships, but loss, I even think about COVID and the pandemic and how much loss has the fallout that has come from that. Even in terms of people losing jobs, people losing status, uh, people losing, of course, you know, really close relationships, relationship estrangement. So, in addition to all of these losses, loss of identity, loss of a sense of belonging, all of that has come at a time where it, it's really putting people in a space of not knowing what to do or how to do, because it's something they really haven't had to deal with. I mean, for the past, what, two to three years, we've pretty much been relegated to a uh, home or working from home or working remotely, wherever it is. And we've had to deal with ourselves in ways that we generally had not known in our lifetime. And so that's thrown a lot of people into a space of, in some cases, panic, a space of uncertainty space of fear and doubt.
0: Uh, Let me ask you, um, Dr. Mary, how do you, how would you um, identify grief for someone who doesn't realize they're going through the grieving process? And just for an example, you know, um, in 2020, I filed for divorce from my, um, from my husband, and it was an unhealthy marriage. Um, but I, I was, I was really going through a difficult time and it wasn't until I, I I actually identified, I was grieving the future that I thought I was going to have with him Mm -hmm. and not him necessarily. Um, but, but the future that we had talked about the future that I thought that those possibilities. So I didn't realize I was in a grieving process until my therapist picked, you know. Uh, help me identify it. How would you um, help someone identify that they actually are in a grieving process?
1: Well, uh, one of the things is that when, when we're grieving, as I'd indicated earlier, it, it, it impacts us on uh, multiple levels. And when a person, sometimes we, are, we were grief, we don't even realize what's happening. We attributed it to so many other different things. Oh, I'm just depressed or I'm having a bad day or whatever that might be. But generally, if you have a sustained period of an inability to engage in life activities on, and things that you have been accustomed to doing, and you're having some struggles in various areas of life, it's something to stop and consider, hey, let me figure out what is going on with me. What has happened? What event has come about that has triggered brought about these feelings. So grief is so many things to different people. And I think that if I were to ask a person, what, how do you define grief? I will get as many responses as I ask, as many people as I ask, because we all grieve in different ways. We grieve in different timelines. And so what is... Considered traumatic for me may not be traumatic for the next person. For some, for some person, a job loss might not be such a big deal, especially if they have other sources of income or support. Whereas a person who does not have that, it would be it could be the of you know the difference between having some place to live and then being out on the street. So I think when it comes to grief, it is you know really getting clear about what has occurred in my life that I feel like I might not have said that it was a loss or even considered it a loss, but it happened. If I have in in a case, for instance, when you said you uh, went through the divorce, some people might think, well, you know, that's normal. Many people get divorced, but you have to think about, you know, what secondary losses came into play along with that. And like you said, some of that had to be with your um, anticipated future or, you know, it comes with a loss of identity, loss of relationships because relationships do change. And we, it also changes in terms of our, you know, if we have a support system in place or a person that we have celebrated anniversaries with or we traveled with. So it really is important for us to have that awareness, that self-awareness of, you know, what's going on in life and deal with that, confront it head on rather than to wait and allow things to pile up. So grief, it, it, it's, it, it, it really is, I would just say from a base level point, it, it's just a part of mourning some loss that has, a, has occurred or we've experienced in life. It's feeling that feeling that loss and 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 figuring out how how do I deal with that. Thank you. I like the idea of secondary grief because I had never heard
0: anyone talk about that until I met you, and it's it's so true. Like the secondary grief, um, it exists. There's such a thing, but there was never any words that I could uh, put towards it. So I like Mm -hmm. I like the idea of of how you describe that. Yeah.
1: Oh, go ahead. Now, I was going to say too, anticipatory grief is another area. Uh, You know, when people have, especially if we're dealing with, um, you know, somebody that has a terminal illness or whatever the case may be, and you're, you're watching that person each day, they're losing strength and, you know, life is slowly leaving them and you're, you're, taking care of that, because I'm, I think a lot of us are at ages where we are, you know, dealing with aging parents and, and what have you. And so anticipatory loss, or if, if, if that doesn't even have to be an individual, it could be, I, I take it back to a job because so many people can think about that if they're, you know, if they say, well, you know what, this company is going to um, merge with another company, or they're going to buy us out, or we're just going to go out of business altogether, we anticipate the loss of the job, the role that we had, our status, our socioeconomic economic uh, play perspective, um, you know, relationships, a sense of belonging. So all of that comes into play. So there are different kinds of loss, as as well as different kinds of the grief that comes with that loss.
0: So um, the the work that you do is is uh, it's very heavy energetically, right? So what are some of the things that you do to keep yourself uplifted and, um, you know, so it doesn't, you know, working with your clients so it keeps you uplifted?
1: One of the things that I have to really be mindful of is regular self-care. And it goes so much deeper than, you know, taking a spa bath or getting a massage but it's making sure that I am building a life that I do not have to escape from. So each and every day I'm I'm working with people who are the clients who are coming in. And usually when people reach out to me, they're having some major pain point. And me being an empath, a healer, it is incumbent upon me to con- consistently take care of myself so that I'm not absorbing negative energy and moods that other people might, you know, might transfer. So it really does require me as, and especially having an introverted tendency, I am extremely introverted. And believe it or not, I'm one of those people that probably have just enjoyed having isolation for the past several, several <laughs> years. <laughs> Nobody would believe that because my husband used to say, how in the world did you ever get into this business? Because I'm forced to deal with clients and people on a regular basis. Uh, but I do have regular you know, moments of self-care where I just have to disengage and unplug to renew, recharge, and restore my energy and feed my own soul before I go out into the world again.
0: I love that. You have to, you have to, you know, the old saying, you have to give from a full cup because if you give from an empty cup, it just drains you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've tried to do that and it does not work. Try to to you know not take care of myself and just keep going and going and going but eventually it it comes crashing down so rather than be forced to take care of myself it's so much easier for me to just do it willingly
0: on your time right on our own time we have to do it otherwise it does it, it we're forced to do it when we're not ready
1: absolutely so this
0: has been a great conversation we are out of time where can people find you
1: Well, they can find me on online uh, on my website, first and foremost, which is uh, com And www.marycantymerrill.com. And so that's the, you know, the website is there. And of course, you know, Facebook, they can just find me on at Mary Canty Merrill It's probably they'll find me under Dr. Mary and then Canty Merrill. Um, And so those are pretty much the, uh, you know, the prime, the primary places. I do some of the other social media, but I don't have the actual addresses to give. But if folks go to my website, um, they can Uh, find pretty much uh, everything in terms of contacting me.
0: And we'll, put a, and we'll put a link in the, in the description. So, um, yeah. well, thank you, Mary. This is a Dr. Mary. This has been a great conversation. And uh, it's, it's been great having you on the show. Thanks for being thank a guest.
1: You. Thank you so much for the invitation. And um, thank you. And um, I am looking forward to uh, continued interactions with you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited for what's to come.